The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1335. Today, the Rebels briefing on a world between worlds where Star Wars goes where it has almost never gone before. Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Alan's co-host from the Expanded Comicverse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, a daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And A World Between Worlds, just to give you the refresher, is the second half of a two-part episode that started with Wolves and a Door, and that was the one we were talking about yesterday. And this is going to be, as far as the podcast goes, a full spoiler episode. So if you haven't watched it yet and don't want it spoiled for you, then just save this podcast for a later date. Otherwise, we are going to drop right in where Wolves and a Door left off and get right into it. So the world between worlds is a place that we've actually seen before, not just in the mid-season trailer for season four, but also when Ezra got his kyber crystal for his lightsaber way back in the beginning of the series, and also when Yoda appeared in the series as well. When Ezra met with Yoda, it was in this same place, according to the Rebels Recon episode, that accompanied this release of Wolves and a Door and A World Between Worlds. And I guess that would be the first big takeaway from the episode, the fact that this is not a place that's unknown to us. It's been a place that Dave Filoni has been seeding, as he put it, in Rebels here and there until we could get to this big climactic moment and fully reveal what this place is. And it's much more than even what Palpatine says. He says it's a conduit between the living and the dead, but it is also, as Minister Hyden notes, a gateway between worlds, and as Ezra and Sabine figure out by looking at the illustration of the Mortis gods, and it is also a portal for time Uh, Not necessarily travel, I guess. I guess it could be in a way, but also for affecting the outcomes of time. I'm saying that I guess it could be in a way because Ezra didn't go through a portal to fight Vader alongside Ahsoka Tano. He just reached through the portal and yanked her out of there. And so, really, that's probably what we're here to talk about more than anything else. The biggest takeaway of all from this episode is the fact that Ahsoka Tano is alive. And now we have one of those crazy little time travel questions, which is, how did she really survive the fight with Vader and also the destruction of the Sith Temple on Malachor? Was it because future Ezra Bridger reached through the portal and plucked her out of there just before everything came crashing down? That seems to be the only sensible answer at this point. And it raises another one, too, because when Palpatine shows up sending his blue fire through the portal that he is accessing this world between worlds from, and 
Ahsoka and Ezra have to run away from it lest they get captured and dragged back to Palpatine with it. Ahsoka runs back through her portal to Malachor. And the big question is, how much time has passed in between her being pulled out of the portal by Ezra and her jumping back through it? I think we're intended to believe that enough time has passed that Vader has already left the temple and the temple is in ruins. And so we see Ahsoka going down the steps as we saw at the end of season two of Rebels. And now we know that she was going down those steps comparatively uninjured. You know, that was one of the questions. Was she just, you know, falling into an abyss or was she actually just walking down a staircase or something like that? What exactly was happening? And we're going to explore that more this weekend. But for now, be it known that Ahsoka is not the convoy. <laughs> she is just Ahsoka and she is alive and well as of the end of season two. The Convor is a manifestation of the daughter of Mortis, so that much has been confirmed as well. And also, the Loth Wolf named Doom is definitely, that's also been confirmed to a manifestation of Kanan Jarrus. And the markings on his head match the markings that are on one of his shoulder epaulets. Uh, it's probably not the right word. <laughs> I mean, I know epaulet is a thing, but it's more of a shoulder guard that Kanan wore at one point in his regular mortal lifetime. Meanwhile, another big takeaway from this episode and from the world between worlds is that this place connects a lot of Star Wars, and it was actually Dave Filoni's intent to have this be a place where a lot of Star Wars media actually interconnects. And so we are hearing voices not just from the past, and the past in this particular case would be the prequels, but also from the future. We're hearing voices from the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy too. So that is a rather remarkable situation and also speaks to the whole you know past future time traveling situation and even though the jedi temple was destroyed at the end of this episode and yes that is the specific word that's used in rebels recon not that rebels recon is officially canon per se but i mean it's operative enough so the Jedi Temple was destroyed, but that doesn't preclude the possibility of there being other gateway temples like this throughout the galaxy. So I think we have a lot more to learn about that whole situation. But there's one crucial element of the episode that we haven't talked about yet, and I'm going to talk about it after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, so the thing that we haven't talked about yet is the one last lesson that Kanan wanted to teach Ezra before he went off into the wild blue force yonder. And what we know from the episode is that it seems Kanan wanted Ezra to rescue Ahsoka from the clutches of Darth Vader and from their 
whole <laughs> their whole battle on Malachor back in season two, which also says something about the wolves as well, that the Loth wolves are deeply connected to the force, but also very loyal to Lothal, but can see beyond that and apparently can see beyond time as well. And we saw a bit of that or got a taste of that with that little hyper travel that they did in Wolves in the Door. So there's that for you. And so when he goes into a world between worlds, and I guess that's as best as we can refer to it right now, when Ezra goes in there, he is able to pluck Ahsoka out, but Ahsoka is able to have him access the lesson, essentially, that Kanan wanted Ezra to learn. Because Ezra says, hey, if I can rescue you, I can rescue Kanan, but it's not going to be that simple, as we find out. Because the way that Kanan dies, there's no way to get Kanan out of the situation without everybody else dying, which means actually Ezra trying to save Kanan in this world between worlds, he will end up killing Hera and killing um, Sabine and himself in that situation. Or at least one would think he would be killing himself. It's, this is where time travel, uh, this always gets weird because it just introduces these really radical, unstable elements to things. You know, if he pulled Kanan out of there, then he basically should die immediately because, according to Ahsoka, if Kanan gets pulled out of there, then everybody dies and Ezra is accessing this world between worlds after that event happened. So, yeah, if he had pulled Kanan out of there, then he should immediately die in the world between worlds. And this is where I get a little unclear about things because is the lesson that Ezra is supposed to learn about letting go of the past or is the lesson he's supposed to learn about sacrificing himself in the name of some greater cause? And that leads us straight into the question of whether Ezra will survive the events of the finale. There was a brief discussion between Hera and Zeb about how, you know, Ezra and Sabine will be fine as they're going down to investigate what's up with the Jedi Temple. And Hera says something to the effect of, you know, I used to believe that. And obviously it's changed. They had had a magical run and had survived so many things altogether. But obviously losing Kanan has brought a serious reality check to them. So I'm falling on the side of this has to be about letting go and about accepting the things you can't change. You know, that's the serenity prayer, right? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And apparently the lesson has gotten through because he knows after being in the temple and having this experience, he knows what Canaan wanted to show him and why and what he has to do next. And so... We have a heck of a cliffhanger where, as the end credits rolled, they said destinies will be revealed. And so I think we are heading up to a slam-bang finale and one that Dave Filoni is actually thrilled about doing because he's actually getting to finish a series that he's wanted to finish. He didn't get to finish The Clone Wars. This has been talked about ad nauseum in a bunch of different places, just that it didn't 
give him the opportunity to end it the way he would have wanted to end it, whatever that would look like. But he is actually in control of creating an ending for this show. And so we're going to talk more about the events here later this week because there's a lot to unpack about that. But for this briefing episode, at least, we are done. So thank you so much for listening, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you test out your new robot hand, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the Rebel Fleet, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.